With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. So welcome to another uh, company and podcast with Jay and Nathan. Hi, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Happy Mother's Day, Jay. Oh, yeah. It's Mother's Day. Uh, Have you called your mother in Malaysia? uh, Well, it's... it's, uh, Yeah, you missed it there, didn't you? Is it tomorrow there? It, it's it's tomorrow there. Like they they live in the future, you know. Oh, they gosh. live in the future. They they you know they get all the information way quicker than us. They get the information even before it happens. It's know? great. That's she's already listened to this episode future. somehow. Yeah, she's already know that Jay is a Jay and Nathan is the future of the podcast. You know the the, the podcast star. <laughs> anyway, so we are back to talk about what we learned this month. We have a lot of good episodes out this month. We have what at least like ten. Oh, yeah. 12 episodes this well, month? Well, it's been more than a month since our last episode. So we're cheating yeah. a little bit. We have about a month and a half worth of shows. We had just crossed the 700th episode barrier when we last did our show. So right. we're moving into the future. Do you think we're going to hit 1,000 episodes this year? This year? Yeah. Huh. I hope not. That sounds way too many. Well, because because I I remember last year alone, it was like 500 or yeah, well, we had like a. We started we off started. the goal. With, we started. We were trying to get five episodes a week when we started a right. pre-pandemic-stricken 2020. But we didn't number all the extra episodes, so. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna hit a thousand. I wonder what we're gonna do at, when we hit a thousand episodes. We'll probably have a huge gathering or something. Anyway, so let's talk about what we have this month. I'm really like this episode, episode 704. It's Amanda uh, it's called. Yeah, with Amanda Ripley, and it's titled "Why Are We Attracted to High Conflict?" It's crazy because, like, so I was never into politics at mm-hmm. all. N- never talk about politics. Never thought about who's going to be president or whatever. It's the last presidential elections got me into all this crazy conflicts because, like, I just started. You know, like I like social media. I go to social media and I sort of see people like, oh, hey, you know, look at all this thing this guy has done. Look at all this thing this guy has done. And then I just look it up a lot of time, you know, like both sides has their point. They just want to argue about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have been into that situation at all, uh, Nathan. I try to avoid those situations. Yeah. Can you, can you avoid though? Can you, do you manage to avoid though? Like for me, I can't. Like I, I get so angry because like it's not, it's not me engaging the argument it's more like when i see the argument going and i'm like this is dumb <laughs> right and then and then a lot of time if you look at the argument like they never want to be convinced they want to convince the other party it shouldn't be the case you know we should be open to listen to what others has to say most of the information we're hearing from official media sources are going to be tinged by at least the journalist bias, even if they don't have an yeah. inherent political bias in one degree or another. There's always the voice of the journalist, even in straight news. And the story's getting written for a reason. So I'm not bashing mainstream media. I, I read all sources. I, I We work in media, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I try to understand by working on the inside that a lot of, a lot of this is just a game in order to uh, 
perpetuate a, a point. It is. Like, I, I don't think that's any neutral media out there at all right now. Like, I could be wrong, but I don't think that's any news source that, like, the title is just totally neutral. Even CNN or whatever, they claim that they're neutral. I, like, Oh, certainly like not said, something like, that you know? big. Any conglomerate corporation is not going to be. No, the, everyone needs to yeah. get that out of their mind. That's 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 silly. But that doesn't mean it's not credible. It just means the facts are trying to point towards a right. certain conclusion that they've already decided. Right. It's fascinating, though, reading through you know high conflict, Amanda Ripley, why we get trapped and how we get out because it does yeah. happen. Yeah. We ended up in this kind of good versus evil kind of feud, and we just seem to be getting to this point where we're just mystified by the other side, the other people we're talking to because we are having like two completely different conversations. It is. And then also like people lost friends and families, you know, over like political argument. I don't know. Have you lost any friends or? Well, that's the thing. I try to stay out of it. I mean, I, I, I might have lost friends by just not engaging to begin with, by, by selecting. I mean, oh, one yeah. of the reasons I left social media uh, many years ago was that I people who I had non-political relationships with, I would see them posting their political opinions, but that's the only type of information they were putting out, right? I know right. that was never my relationship, but that's the only thing and the third-party experience that I'm reading. And I'm like, this isn't useful. This isn't productive. I might not agree with this person. I just, but like, I just, it was unnecessarily taxing on my mind of things that I didn't care about. Right. I guess I took an avoidance tactic and just kind of removed myself from others' situations. Right. And also, like, I mean, like, in the episodes, Amanda did, mm -hmm. you know, did mention that that's, you know, different kind of conflicts. You know, there's high conflicts like that. That's also positive conflicts. And positive conflicts, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually constructive. You know, sometimes you guys have to argue a point. Well, mm -hmm. this has to happen when everyone's it's, it's, uh, ready to listen, you know, like, like ready to listen, ready to be convinced, you know. And then, you know, we build for the better tomorrow. So the episode with Amanda Ripley is great because, like, you just listen to, why people like to engage in high conflicts to prove their point. And mm -hmm. also like she also pointed out a couple techniques to, like you said, to avoid the conflicts. And yeah. also like she calls it short circuiting you, the feedback loops. Yep. And also like if you engage, if you're in the conflicts, what you should do to make sure the conflicts didn't go way deeper. I think that the that's how the episode started out. James is like, hey, they were talking about some issues and Amanda said, Yeah, this is the issues I just got into a fight with over Twitter and then moved to emails. And mm -hmm. then she has to actually, uh, I think that, I think it was about the issues of like, should we send the kids back to school? That was because it was recorded back in March. So, March. like, you yep. know, like that's when it's still doing, uh, during the lockdown, uh, the vaccine is still not out yet. So, like, she has to calm herself down for a couple of days and then reply to the email because that sort of gave time for both parties to cool down. And then the other side also responded like, yeah, this is more complicated than what we think or more complicated than we think it is. Definitely. Yeah. So do you have a favorite this month, Nathan? I've been really interested in the new series, which James doesn't seem to have named, but which we have named Make You a Millionaire. Do you like the artwork though? I love the artwork. Oh, hey, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um. So as of this recording, I just finished working, I just finished editing and sent you the third episode. All three episodes have come out since our last companion podcast. And this was a concept that James had 
pitched around to a bunch of TV networks and, and various formats. And he finally decided to do it solo as a, as a spinoff podcast series called Make You a Millionaire. And right. he's getting four or so random-ish people. Over the next six to 12 months, he's working with them uh, using the techniques from his new book, Skip the Line, available from HarperCollins, Harper Business, to grow some million dollars or become millionaires. And James has had a two-track uh, kind of existence in here. When you say James, it's James Quandell. James Quandell, yes. Yeah, just Quandell, not to confuse the audience. So the first series is with James Quandell. Mm -hmm. His bread and butter has been setting up e-commerce stores on Amazon and doing managing that. But he's also been following, he's also been in James Van and trying to create an entrepreneurial line using faith-based entrepreneurship. So each of these episodes, they're kind of expanding what could be the quickest spoken wheel method to grow his businesses based on his personal strengths. And right. they started by focusing on the spiritual habits of entrepreneurs and gone into some quick interview rounds with, who was it? Dave Kirpin? Um, yep, and, Dave Kirpin and then Bill Glazer. And Bill Glazer from Outstanding Foods. Over the three episodes, they've kind of pivoted. They've they've realized that the quicker approach to creating um, high-impact uh, marketing and dollars is going to be building his Amazon teaching techniques into courses right. that can kind of cull and, and build his email list. And at the same time, he's been working on using his idealists to expand his personal writing about the spiritual habits of entrepreneurs and kind of make that a, a long-tail spoken wheel approach to getting his name out as an expert in the field, getting a right. book out to try to build on that side. And so create this long tail on, on one division by building his social uh, at the other side, building money on, on his already existing skill set, um, going from a, a service industry into a product. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because like, so like this, this series is totally coincident. So like, you know, James did that for, for Skip the Line book, actually like just a challenge. Like, you know, like if you, if you bought the book, if you bought the receipt, you email altature uh, at gmail.com, you know, like just show that you, 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 you bought the book, then you will get picked. And then, you know, the first, would be, this first is James Quandell. I mean, the first mm -hmm. meeting, so the, the first episodes of the series is actually not the first meeting. Like yeah, before zero. that. Yeah, epi that was episode zero that we didn't put out because that was just a regular meet and greet. This, James do this all the time. And then, and then we started recording and then we're like, hey, this is great. Let's make it in the series. And I think, I mean, a part of, you know, what you learn from the series, I think this series is great. It's also that you can see the growth of the person. It's not just like Barack Obama came on or Andrian came on one and done, you know, like this is actually like we're following the journey of James Condell. We He might have a hero's journey in there. He might not. We don't know because it's, uh, we're doing it in real time. You know, mm -hmm. we are not writing script. So I think that episode is great. And then actually we have three more, um, three more guests actually in, in the can. We're great. just deciding to release it or not because it's crazy. So right now we have James Condell, right? James Condell mm -hmm. is like you said, like online e-commerce and uh Spiritual entrepreneurship, and then we have we have three more industry that James doesn't know how to put it out. I know how mm -hmm. to put it out, but James is like, let me figure out. But we actually have another one in restaurant industry. Ooh, very interesting right now. Yep, and programming industry, and we have a new one that coming up. It's gonna be in how do you call it a bride bridesmaid industry? It's like it's in wedding industry, so it will be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it's very interesting. I keep convincing. 
James like, hey, we should put those out as well. So, so you know, like even though like it's not just all entrepreneur, but it's like in different industry that sort of show, showcase like a different range of people rather than like like the pitch or I mean the pitch is great. I'm not 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 saying not saying anything bad about the pitch. So rather than just one and done, this is like the the, the story progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the series is great. We are, we are really excited about that series. And if you like that, if you think my idea is great about like having different industry, you know, you can tweet at James on his uh, Twitter, Jay Altucher, or tweet at me, J underscore Y-O-W-0-7, and tell me, hey, that's a great idea. And then we'll put it out, you know? We never know. You know, it's more like we were trying to find out if anyone would like that. Um, okay, so I have another one that, another episode that I like this month. But... Uh, I think you'll like it more. 705 with David Epstein. How to with David Epstein. I think, I, do you like that more or do I like that more? I can't remember. I really like David Epstein. We know David as an author. I mm-hmm. like the how-to podcast with Charles Duhigg. And now David Epstein has taken over as host of the Slate podcast, How To, formerly a uh, Charles Duhigg joint. So it's exciting to see changing a host mid-series is a very tough thing to do. Because people are attached to it. It's the reason. It's right, the voice. Right. This is a great changeover. It doesn't really feel like a loss. It's uh, David Epstein is 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 riding a wave of of curiosity, and he's yep. got a whole different he's got a whole different mindset than Charles. It's interesting because David Epstein was never a podcaster. No, he was never a podcaster. He came on do a couple of interview, but he never a podcaster, and he. He wrote a book, um, Range, which is mm-hmm. great. You know, we loved it. Um, and he came on for that book before. I think it's episode… The Sports Gene? Yeah, The Sports mm-hmm. Genes. And it's crazy. And then I always felt like that's a little bit of overlap between Skip the Line and Range. I'm not sure if that makes sense. You know, because so? it's… All, yeah, it's… Because like in Range, they I, he talked about borrowing a skill mm-hmm. from another, another things that you did. To, right. to being a generalist instead right of a specialist. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's almost like skip the line. You know, skip the line is like, hey, you did public speaking before. You can borrow the skill. Borrow the micro from, skills. Yeah, yeah, that's right. For, 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 for your comedy. Or, you know, you can borrow a skill from, from let's say, this could be, this sounds crazy, but I, I've been trying, I've been coaching James on chess. <laughs> oh, cool. In terms of, in terms of not, not, not chess playing, not mm-hmm. tactics, in terms of, the usage of your mouse and keyboard. So oh. I'm a gamer. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a gamer. So like I know the ins and out of how the keyboard feedback and the mouse feedback could affect how you play a game. Okay. So let's say let's say your mouse like James mouse uh, DPI DPI is dot per inch. Mm-hmm. So the lower DPI, the slower it will go. So like you right. have to make a big mouse movement so that your mouse will move. So James always been doing at like. 800 DPI, which is really low in my book. And mm-hmm. then he's he keep losing on 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 the puzzle storm. And then we're trying to figure out why. And then I'm like, just bring your DPI up. Just open your mouse setting. Just bring your DPI up. Just change some of your mouse settings because if you're using a gaming mouse, you can change you can change your mouse to snap a straight line rather than a zigzag. Mm-hmm. So he changed that, and then he rating went up on chest storm. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. because he he moved quicker. With so he moved quicker without putting in a lot of effort. He yeah. moved quicker without having to move it's the like mouse too far. His reflexes were faster all all of a sudden. Yep, but he has to retrain him because he's been getting used to the the, the big mouse movement. Yeah, so now he had to retrain himself so he wouldn't overshot it. 
or he won't blunder. In For sure. Of, like mouse sleep. That's what they call. So yeah. So you can take that uh, micro skill from gaming mm-hmm. in general, like just playing games in general, you put it on you know, online chess. You know, so this is this is sort of what skip the line is. Also, this is sort of what range is. So that's why I say, like, you know, this, they 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 have some overlap there. And when James and yeah, and when James and David Epstein got on together, that the episodes just get a lot, a lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It almost rhymed. Uh, do you have another favorite episodes? Seven oh eight with Jason Pfeiffer, which yes. we all we know that Jason's always a favorite guest, either alone or 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 together. Um, yep. I I immediately I I felt I I felt so validated after listening to, to Jason's episode. Right. Yeah. I I especially love the clip that you picked out because the the clip it's I remember the clip is saying like everyone has to have an option A and an option B, right? The job mm-hmm. option and the option B. Option A is whatever you do. Full time, nine to five, or office time, whatever. And then you have the option B is whatever that your full time doesn't require to do, but you want to do it anyway because it will help down the line. You right. know. So for Jason, it would be like he's a writer. Uh, uh, he talked about this in the podcast. He was, when he first started out, he was a writer. Uh, for a news, was it a newspaper or a magazine? Was it was a newspaper, right? Well, he was talking. I remember him talking about how they. Whatever media company he was working for had opened up a, a video studio, and then he he used that. He decided to take advantage of of that, uh, like asked to be a host. He had no hosting experience, but he learned how to how to be on camera and and create video content just so he could develop this skill. And and how he parlayed that into podcasting. From that, he realized a microphone wasn't expensive, and he had kind of grasped the skill from uh, from from the video side of things, and was able to. Start uh, start talking and uh, yeah, it was just saying you needed to start developing these these skill B be skill A working on job A is only going to make you good better at the job right. you already have and yeah. working at skill B is going to prepare you for something it's it's going to create that it's going to be that extra thing that will set you up for what you want to do next it's going to be able to you have hands on hey I'll be able to bring ideas to to your new. You, you could get promoted at your job because you have new ideas to bring forth that weren't asked of you. You're able to bring new ideas forth, or you could pivot and, and create a whole side industry. Right. Yeah. And also, like, I, I like that when they first started podcast, that were actually the, the episodes, it's 708, you know, how to pitch, negotiate, and sell using the hero's journey with Jason mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. I love, and also they started out actually talking about one of uh, Jason's uh, employees is, uh, is leaving the company. So so, and then they started talking about the the employment the employment industry in general nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, like you you would never able to stay in a you shouldn't want to stay in a job the same job for more than five six years, you know, because like this is how you climb the ladder. You don't climb the ladder within the company anymore. You you climb the ladder by doing a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then and then you sort of you sort of climb out from your company, your current company. You know, go do other things or other jobs, and then maybe you will go back to your company and have a higher, higher positions and higher pay. You know, which is which is what we always do. Like as an auto engineer, that's what we always do anyway. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can really you can really start out from you can you can you can become a studio intern and then become a studio assistant in the same studio. But it's very hard for you to become for us to become a audio assist uh, from. Assistant to audio engineer. It took six or seven years. 
if you just look at the the typical corporate structure, right, it's meant to be this way where you need to where you need to have outside skills in order to gain the ideas to to jump up. You mean like you start below, you know, your entry level or your associate, whatever type of level where you're doing stuff. You're the doer, mm-hmm. and you get really good at doing it, and you know how a company does stuff. But then you're the manager, and the manager is doing less stuff, but they're making the decisions. They're not making the decision. They're making decisions about how the doers get stuff done, but they're not always deciding why because the directors above them are coming up with the strategy. And it's hard to go from a a manager to a director because you're used to just doing the stuff and all of a sudden you have to have the ideas and tell the other people. And then you go up from there. So each of them, there's a different responsibility. There's a different mindset attributed to it. You need to be able to have that next mindset, but you can't gain that mindset if you're dedicating 100% of your brain power to the thing you're doing because there's supposed to be different mindsets. They're supposed to be delineated for that reason, that, that the decision maker isn't the same person as the as the right. uh, delegator is the same person as the doer right so this 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 is a these are interesting questions that i want to ask you uh i don't know if you prepared this for us what is the craziest thing you have done to climb the ladder uh james and uh, jason talk about this in in that in the episode as well like how you how how do you make other people see your values is that you should be doing things that no one asked you to do. So when I was first started with James, right? I only there for recording. I I'm I didn't have to do anything else. But I think it would help James if you know they have a picture together. So I I volunteer to like, hey, let me take a picture for you. So every episode after the taping is done, I will make sure they stay and take a good picture, and then we'll send it to whoever that want to receive that picture. You know, so. Well, I did this one. They will have my email contact if they want me. If they want to have a podcast, two. You know, they have something you know to share together. Yeah, I mean that's without without shoving anybody down the ladder. All of my jobs have come from that same kind of thing, from just being prepared for the the thing they're not thinking of. That's how I got involved with with James uh, and mm-hmm. and Stephen Dubner when I was working in a studio and. And I was able to get their project done in a really efficient way that made them want to work with me. By keeping multiple industries alive, I've been competitive in a traditional corporate structure and also in a media structure which might have a higher pay, which might be able to offer something higher on a yearly basis, but its job term is kind of relegated to the length of the show. So if you're working on a show with a team, that job could do extremely well, but it might only last as long as the show exists. And then you're looking for a job again. Um, right, and I've kind of skirted the the boundary by by keeping the podcast, you know, working on on select high profile podcasts while while bouncing those skills that I'm gaining in my personal time and bringing them to a more traditional media company that doesn't have that kind of internal um, stuff. Yeah, so I keep so bringing skills inward, and then and then say, well, I can I can use it here, and you can pay me more, or it can go somewhere else, where I where they're going to pay me more. Right. Yeah. So that's how you show your. your that's how I've done like, it over and over again. But it, yeah. it it hasn't felt bad. It's just it's just saying, here's here's what the money's worth now. I can get it a different place if it's not here. Yeah. So that's sort of like circle back to like what they they said in their podcast in the first part of the podcast because it's mm-hmm. almost like a two part in the podcast. The first part in the podcast is like how do you how do you climb the ladder? You didn't you didn't climb just by doing what you do all day and then go back and sleep. Or go back and drink and go party. You, you do you do more than what you ask. Well, just like now, we're creating content. We're we're hosting. Yeah. James didn't ask yeah. us to host the show. We decided no. uh, it would be fun, so we're doing it. 
Yeah, uh, I I always wanted to do this since 2018. It's just that I never have time. It's not that I never have time. I never find the right host, uh, the, the 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 right the right co-host. Even though there's you know Steve Cohen, Pam, and you know every everyone else there. But it's also like you know I have to like book you know studio or whatever. But this is easy. I can get on a computer weekends. We jump on and we we talk. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. And I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house... I, of course, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests? And having my own Airbnb or or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee. And I still, to this day, get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever? So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything than go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I'm definitely going to use HIMS for now. Not that you need it. You're you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You're getting there. You You might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the HIMSS app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? HIMSS.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs HIMSS. That's HIMSS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. HIMSS.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See HIMSS.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. And then in the same episode, the meat of the episode is how to pitch or negotiate with Hero's Journey. So I always love Hero's Journey because I felt like, you know, have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not seen it yet, but I really want to. Okay. Does so Freddie Mercury part, right? go on the Hero's Journey? Okay. So, so he, I mean, I'm sure Freddie Mercury has Hero's Journey in his own life, you know, but in the movie, the movie is all about how he became successful. That's it. There's no failure. And then even when there's failure, it's only failed for like 10 minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. So like, and then, so personally, I don't think that movie is a great movie. Like even though it won a couple awards, but I think they won award because it's Freddie Mercury, it's Queens, you know, mm-hmm. and it's nostalgic. So like, like when you pitch something or you negotiate someone or you pitch your, your ideas, you shouldn't be like, okay, we started this and then now we are really successful. You You have to make sure you have the hero's journey, right? You have to like, the heroes has to, you know, fail before yeah. you, you be successful. So, so you the have to like- more, more, more increase, increasingly uh, more treacherous struggles along the way. Yeah, you have to, you also have to like show your vulnerability. Like James always said this, like you, you wouldn't want to invest or you wouldn't want to work with someone that all, always have an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You need to, you need to work with someone that actually don't mind saying, I don't know, or saying like, oh, we feel like doing that, but we are pivoting now. Because without fail, I mean, for entrepreneur, yes, you have to migrate, uh, you have to like reduce risk as much as possible. 
But if you fail, then you know that yeah, it's time for you to pivot. And then when you pivot, it's actually show your true entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? So sure I, yeah, I think I think the episode is great. So I think we got time for maybe one, two more things to talk about. I would briefly wanted to touch on um, Phil Stutz because we always seem to talk about him. I <laughs> it is. We were talking a little bit before the podcast, and I was saying how I kind of how much I appreciate Phil because of how unlikely he seems so openly kind of mainstream like he talks about inside politics and the money and the analytics that go into it in a way that has been demonized by the media because it's oh, so right. because it's so effective how his analytics are um yep. and like how successful how how effective it is and it also is. that he predominantly works for one party over the other yeah. um, do you know his book got banned on uh, facebook his book Advertisement, advertise, advertisement got banned on Facebook. Is it because he has such? Um, because he's so active in the political arena, they they. Or so what, I don't do, really I, know. Do you know why? Uh, so Was it because really know, of his marketing techniques? Yes. So so what happened is from the article that I read, the original title is the undefeated marketing system, or something with presidential. Uh, that that you know, like that helps win. Uh, uh, that mm-hmm. how that helps you ele- uh, become the president of the company or whatever. Because there's a there's the word president mm-hmm. in the title or uh, on the or, and the advertisement. And it was during election time, so they mm-hmm. ban it. Yeah, right. Because it, it, it's kind of crazy, but like it, it shows crazy. that it's effective too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the fun thing about uh, so like we were saying, so now so. Phil has pivoted in addition to he's he had already he already split off last time. So his company is called um Win Big Media. Win Big Media, yep. And now he also has Go Big Media. So one side's going for political, and now he has a marketing side that's going towards companies. And he has his new book, which is the Undefeated Marketing System. And it's very interesting to just hear about how how effective his um according to him, his analytics are. Yeah, and also like just just listening to the podcast number seven oh seven, the undefeated marketing system with Phyllis. Just listening to the podcast also shows that how many people doesn't really rely on on data. Right, you know what I mean. So like like I, I thought like now we are in twenty 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 one to be exact. Like you would have thought like a lot of people like would do things based on data, but with the episode, the episode show like Phil Phil's show that like not a lot of people like even in marketing, uh, the marketing agency or whatever they they don't really rely too much on data like which they should you know. I was because, I like, mean I, I was specifically it was really interesting to hear about uh, the client he had who had who had um she had been oh, putting yeah. all of her social media budget toward on Instagram and and wanted to diversify and and thought that facebook being being i think her big she had more followers on facebook or whatnot on, on her community than on instagram and decided hey philip you know i want to retain you and and put all let's let's really build my my facebook uh side and that he had done the research uh you know got feedback and realized that it like instagram was her second biggest market facebook was somewhere like down at like number six or something and the real right. all the money really needed to go into pinterest pinterest was right. was where the base of her stuff was and it's like had he not gathered the data and just went along and said here's what i want to focus on a traditional marketing industry they could have done everything right but the audience wasn't there and they're going to lose money yeah and it's and it also like it doesn't really so that the episodes and the books doesn't really only apply to corporate 
it could be applied mm-hmm. to your your personal business if you have like newsletter, uh, especially because you need to know where to promote your newsletter. Like you need to know, uh, you know, in certain topics, like what platform has the biggest audience or what platform has the has a biggest following. So like, mm-hmm. like if, so like if if you haven't. If you skip the episodes, you should definitely go back to listen to the episodes because because I think the episode is very practical. There's stories in the episodes, of course. Uh, Philip tells a story, and then there's a practical practical way uh, to follow the story and to to apply it to yourself. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Do you have any any other good episodes? Well, I think the last one we want to talk about is um um what did we just do? It just came out. Oh it's, no. There's two. There's the two. The re-release. Came out. What was it? What do you have? It was. It was a. It wasn't a release. So it was Not a seven the twelve. Book, the new edition of the book. Yep. Yeah, it's seven one two episode seven one seven hundred and twelve with Robert Cialdini. Robert Cialdini. That episode is amazing. It I, had, is I was talking great. about Duhigg earlier. I was talking about Charles Duhigg, and I had I had his name stuck in my mind, and I forgot <laughs> our our friend Mr. Cialdini. But uh, yeah, Robert Cialdini. The episode is great. It's the uh, episode title is how to influence to pursue how to use influence to mm-hmm. pursue anyone to give you anything. So before the podcast start, I actually asked James, you know, before Robert came on, I asked James, do you like do you like this version of the book uh, better than the last one? So uh, James replied, James responded like he loved this new edition of the book because mm-hmm. he said this um, the new editions an expanded version of the book actually more practical than the first book. Right. The first book has a lot more theory, a lot of studies, but this one the, that just came out in May fourth mm-hmm. um, has a lot more practical use. Like you can use it. You you don't have to like think about it to apply it. You can just follow whatever techniques in the book and apply it. Yeah, it's really rewritten, and then he added on an entire new principle at the end, a principle of unity, which didn't exist in the um, penultimate edition of this book. So yeah. you really, you know, I think. The 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 influence on on which uh, Robert Cialdini's book has has taken on um, it's become the default text in this arena, right. and people were kind of misusing things. And he wanted to create a an updated. Right. Uh, he said a friend of his uh, had was teaching in Germany or or Italy or uh, someone in Germany. Europe. Yeah, yeah. And they said, Robert, your your book is so influential. My students think that you're dead. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. That 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 was funny. Yeah, because like to be honest, I thought he was dead too. <laughs> to be real, like, well, because like that's I think your terms. I think the terms that you were thinking was Bible. Bible, yeah, it really. Yeah, Bible. Yeah, it's a Bible for the for the industry. Yes. Yeah. Certainly. Like, how many people out there that their work is so influential and Bible Bible Bibleitical that you think they're still alive? No, yeah, not very a lot. Few. You know? Very few. Very mm-hmm. few. Yeah, because like even Michael Jackson was great, the king of pop, but only after his death, you know, rest in peace. Um, you know, the the anniversary is coming up in a month, actually. Um, like that. Uh, yeah, you know, like he 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 just became an icon, and even even like a lot of his work, you know, being being used or being you know analyzed in music industry. But mm-hmm. yeah, the episode is great, and and the stories that. That James and Robert Cialdini go back and forth is amazing. I I, I really hope that they, he's gonna come on again. I think he's writing another new book and he will come on again. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. And another one that I want to briefly touch, touch because I think it's just interesting is the one that we just came out is seven hundred and thirteen with 
the Oscar Mayer heir, oh, yeah. Chuck Collins. That, that was one is, very interesting. Yeah, because it's that that one is interesting. It's not that you can apply this, and you shouldn't be applying this if you are super rich, so that you can you know pay taxes and help people. But the episode is so interesting. It you just hear the story of like the only story you keep hearing the story is like oh Jeff Bezos is so rich he not pay taxes, but are they not paying taxes? What other thing that he's been doing to hide his rich? Mm-hmm. You know, but if that with the episodes like. I think he mentioned like you know having a trustee, uh, offshore account. He talks about all all the wealth protection services that go in and the people that the wealth protection industry that that writes the laws. Yeah, and also like it's uh, one of the things that he said. I think I find it the most interesting is he actually said that you know taxes for the rich are optional. Yeah, that's, right. uh, that's that's just funny. I mean. I don't think it's funny. I mean, I think it's funny, but I don't think it's it, it should be it should be true. But you know, like people should pay taxes. You know, I just wish that my taxes not that high. But uh, you know, I I just wish that New York City taxes not that high. You know, mm-hmm. but but still, people should s- still pay taxes. You know, just help the country. You know, help whoever they need helps. But but yeah, that's that's our favorite episodes of the mm-hmm. month. You know, I'm very excited for um for for this coming month because What's we up? have. Okay, so to is it called preview or tease? So to tease, we have a couple great episodes coming up um, for next month. Uh, it's my dear friend Steve Cohen, the magicians. He's coming on to talk about all the all the magic. Tr- not not all the magic tricks. It's more like it's more like how to use how's, how how he used the influence techniques or illusionist techniques to make magic believable. Oh, very yeah. cool! It's very cool because like you can you can sort of apply that in real life as well. And does it work without video? Uh, yes. I mean, I we do have a couple of videos that I I'm putting out. Uh, I'm trying to put out uh, you know, like when he shows us some magic tricks, and then also we have Doctor Michio Kaku's back on again. Very interested to hear that, especially after hearing Brian Keating talking about his talk with Michio Kaku. Yeah, that was great. It's funny because I did some work for Brian for the episodes. I have count more than ten times they have said with all due respect because they're like with all due respect. Oh I'm no! Like, this is this with all due respect. I'm like I'm like okay. Ooh. Is this is this how scientists debate with all due respect? Is yes. that how scientists debate? <laughs> yeah, and then you know of course we have uh, John Lee Dumas uh, coming on as well. We have John Levy talk about you know networking, and we also have Jeff Lerner coming back on and Caleb Huge to talk about weed. Nice. Yeah, so next month's going to be very exciting. And then we have a couple people in the books already. Um, you know, stay, make sure you guys, you know, keep subscribed. Oh, I, w- I can't say, we can't say subscribes on Apple Podcasts anymore, can we? I don't know. We said, what's the word? They're, they're changing it to follow? Yep, they changed it to follow, yeah. Yeah. Follow follow us, follow the James Altucher Show on Apple Podcasts. If you're, Spotify. If you're on the Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. Subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher. Overcast, whatever, wherever, wherever you get a podcast, and if you like this episode, tweet at James, you know, so to show that we are actually doing a good job, you know, saying that hey, you know, Jay and Nathan is talking, talking shit about you or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, then he will listen to it, and he will, he will, he will know how good we are at podcasting, how much better we are at podcasting than James. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. You know, uh, stay tuned for more episodes. See you in June. See you in June.